And welcome to Talk to Talk. I am Buzz Eisenberg. And I'm Bill Newman. And Bill, it is uh, on Saturday. We're going to begin celebration of the Lunar New Year. We often think about the Chinese New Year, and we often scratch our heads and say, what is this all about? So my understanding, I've just been reading about it. We are currently in the year of the rabbit. We are approaching the year of the dragon. There are 12 animal signs that uh, we rotate through to celebrate these New Year's. And uh, with us, we have a distinguished panel of people to talk about, well, in general, the Lunar New Year, but in specific, an event that's going to happen this Saturday, February 10th, at the Nace Fist Basketball Hall of Fame. I would just like to start with Clifford Larson, who is, um, well, let me ask you, Clifford, tell us about the Lunar New Year, why it is celebrated, who celebrates it, and what we should know about it. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having us. Um, and you've done the inclusive word, Lunar New Year. I, I unfortunately always call it Chinese New Year just because uh, that's how we uh, consider it. But Lunar New Year, you know, kind of takes all the Asians in because so many other countries in that area also celebrate the New Year. But yeah. I should point out the Hebrew calendar is a Lunar New Year, is a Lunar calendar as well. I did not know that. Yeah. You, you, you learn something every day. But yeah, we're we're uh, the the rabbit is kind of hobbling out, you know, just uh, just like that old man in our New Year's, and the dragon is about to come in. It's actually the wood dragon year. Um, there's an earth element that goes along with the twelve zodiac animals. The last wood dragon, sixty years ago, nineteen sixty four, when Tokyo was hosting the Summer Olympics. I've done a little research for my classes because. Uh, I, I teach Chinese down in Springfield, public school, Central High School. My uh, e-block, I'm, I'm missing today for being right here on the show, but we're really excited. Uh, but we have real Chinese people here to talk about it. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, we're really excited for the Year of the Dragon and, of course, our big uh, festivities coming up on Saturday. So I, I was just doing a little bit of reading before we turn to these distinguished guests that we have here. That the Chinese uh, New Year in 2024 does fall on this Saturday, mm -hmm. February 10th. The Chinese New Year is, I guess, a um, eight-day celebration that ends with what's uh, what's called the Lantern Festival. That's right. On, That's right. Um, that uh, celebrations last up to 16 days in various cultures, and. Um, I, I think it's really exciting to learn about this stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. If we were in China right now, we would, uh, you know, just about be ready for a whole week off of school and work uh, because they shut everything down. Um, and it's, for a it's week. really fun. For yeah, a whole for a week. Yeah. Uh, I, I told my students, hey, you're just going to have to wait another week and then we'll have our uh, February vacation. <laughs> yeah, it really is interesting. So. Well, let me turn to you, uh, Emma Chen Banas. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. Banas? Um, thank you so much for joining us. You are the honorary chair of the American Chinese United Association of Massachusetts. I think you are hosting this event. Uh, the, the association is hosting the event in, at the Hall of Fame in Springfield on Saturday. Is that right? Uh, yes. Thank you for uh, this opportunity to be here. Uh, ACUAMA is the American Chinese United Association, uh, Massachusetts chapter. Uh, it's a 501OC nonprofit organization. And we are hosting this event. This is the second, second year at Basketball Hall of Fame. And we had a huge success last year. And we were asking to come back again. So that's why we put up this, uh, we, we, we put up this uh, event again. When you say you had a huge effect, what are you trying to, what's the mission of hosting this event? 
Um, I think for SUAMA, uh, including uh, hosting this event, we are dedicated to uh, preserve our cultural heritage and encouraging our Asian American participation in the AAPI and other communities in Massachusetts. We are going to bring our cultures, we are bring to uh, bring our uh, uh, harmony, uh, spirit, and, and a New Year spirit to Western Mass. And are the attendees going to largely be Asians, or do you hope that you'll be able to educate the rest of us who are non-Asians about um, the Lunar New Year? Um, I think surprisingly, last year we were intent, or in the past, I think most of the most of the uh, cultural celebration is tend to be towards their own uh, race or ethnic uh, team uh, uh, group. But however, last year we did have a good turnout from uh, um, uh, non-Asian, and this year I think we have at least one third or uh, of the uh, participants are non-Asian. And unfortunately, we have limited seats and we couldn't open to a broader uh, audience. So I think um, that is something we wanted to do maybe in the future. We can have bring more people to this event. And I think we received a great uh, a praise from last year is people really have an eye-opening of the, uh, knowing more about Chinese culture because our events, including our uh, culture performance, our uh, delicious Chinese food, and we also have uh, um, uh, like lion dance, um, dragon dance, martial arts, Chinese uh, traditional music, and uh, dance dance. It really sounds exciting. Let me turn to you, Michelle Wu. Mm -hmm. I am so excited to have the Boston mayor right here. <laughs> <in the city. laughs> uh, no, same I'm name, not, the, not same yeah, person. Same name, yeah. Because <laughs> my Chinese name is Mingxing. That means bright star. But then... Uh, people here just, they butcher my name. They were like Ming Zing or Ming Crossing. Um, so I said, nope, nope, you're not butchering my name. I'll just call myself Ming Michelle. There you go. And then my last name is Wu. So it happened to be Michelle Wu. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we're really glad to have you. Yeah, uh, thank you for having us. Well, tell me, why is this an important event for you, Michelle Wu? Um, that, because, you know, that reminds me of my, you know, family and friends in China, back in China, you know, because it's, it is such a big event back in China. When I grew up, you know, we have food, tons of food. We have uh, relatives all coming together, gather around. We will make dumplings together. We chat. And then we just, we love it, you know. And there's firecrackers, you wouldn't, if you can't believe it, you know. And it's not fireworks, it's firecrackers, you know. So it's really, when Cliff was there in China, uh, he he was like, I feel like I'm in, in war zone. Yeah, because <laughs> <It was laughs> yeah, it's like, so boom, mm. bam, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very noisy, but it's, it's so fun. So fun, yeah. I like to say that the Chinese New Year celebration is kind of a combination of four American holidays. Mm-hmm. Christmas, because we give gifts. Uh, well, they, they don't give gifts. They just give money. We uh, give usually, bow, yeah, yeah in, a, in a red envelope. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving, tons of food, yep. uh, very traditional foods. And Saturday, there's going to be a lot. Uh, very exciting. Fourth uh, of July, because of the fireworks and firecrackers. Um, very loud and uh, everywhere. And then the Super Bowl, um, because... Uh, <laughs> In China, they, they, they do the show uh, that's aired on television. It's like three, four hours long. Everybody watches it. 
Um, it's got music. It's got martial arts. It's got mm-hmm. uh, funny, you know, comedic sketches. You um, know what? Let me add a fifth. Okay. Halloween, because there's so much costume. That's, that, there you there. go. Okay. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah, five. <laughs> And let's add everyone's birthday because we're so just generally celebrating. That's right. That's right. Which generally, actually, genuinely gets me to this question. What is it that is being celebrated? We say a new year, but a new, it's a new year with a new animal with, I think, new implications for what the future. And I would, would appreciate a better understanding or some understanding of what it is that's actually being celebrated. Emma Chen Bannis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think every new year, every year, a new year. So it represents new beginnings and the desire of peace, wisdom, prosperity, and happiness. So those are the four things we, we every beginning of the year, we are looking for. Let me say that again. Peace, wisdom, prosperity, mm-hmm. and happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, that's something we could aspire to. <laughs> Absolutely. Does it change based on which animal is being looked at as the animal of the year? I didn't say say that terribly, but does it matter? <laughs> I just want to point out these are zodiac signs, so that it's yeah. tied to. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a. It actually has an order. Always, you know, it's from Shu Niu to Long Shemayan, so it's always in that order. Yeah, and uh, that's twelve animals there. And uh, each animal has, a, you know, a, a, its own characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are characters, these are zodiac signs going back, I, how far? How, thousands of years, these, this mm-hmm. celebration? Yeah. And, the, and the, the invocation of these zodiac signs? Mm-hmm. Do we have some sense of how many, I guess, thousands of years ago this celebration started? Mm-hmm. Great questions. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it goes back long, long time ago, perhaps even uh, the Chinese always say, well, the Chinese history is 5,000 years. Um, And it probably goes back even further than that, um, because a lot of these stories uh, where this comes from are mythic almost. Uh, The reason the rat starts uh, first, the the year of the rat, is because he was the sly one on the ox's nose and he crossed the river first. Um, and then the last one, of course, is the pig because he's the he fat and lazy one um, who, <laughs> who slept. And, one, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, we're we're entering into the the year of the dragon, and I even uh, brought some zodiacs for all you guys because there's a tradition of figuring out the year you were born, um, and you you probably see this a lot at Chinese restaurants. Um, but not only do we know uh, your outer animal. Um, but if you flip it over, you can also find out exactly where your birthday is and find out your inner animal um, just to kind of get you uh, a, a little bit of a, a different feel on uh, if, if these are correct or not. I'd be curious to know, Buzz, which one you are. Uh, we, my math is very bad, so I won't be able to figure out your actual age. Well, uh, without looking at the paper, I can tell you it probably involves a rat. Okay. But, uh, okay. I am 1950, and I'm in October. And okay. Oh, so it does. <laughs> I'm looking at the chart right now. Yeah, the chart does not go back that far. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right. I, I, I want to break it to you, personally. <laughs> um, and then what, what time of year? That's your inner animal. 
Yes, well, I'm at October. I'm early in October, so my inner animal is a rooster. Uh-oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Metal rooster. Okay. A metal rooster. Yeah, there you go. And then if you know what time of day you were born, so this goes way back to ancient times. They actually had a certain uh, zodiac appointed to the hour. 3 a.m. Um, 3, oh, you know that. My mother told me that. Oh, yeah. My, none of my students knew what time of day they were born, so... Uh, so they'd never find out what their inner Well, I tell them, go home and find out. And then, <laughs> uh, it, it was 3 a.m. somewhere, anyway. Yeah. So you're a tiger. Ooh, that, that's your Ooh. secret yeah. internal animal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, so rooster yeah. and a tiger and There you go. Wait a second. So oh. Buzz, Buzz's outer self is crows a lot. That's what we got. He's a rooster. <laughs> His inner self is a tiger that's... His outer self is crowing about, and what's the underlying sign here for? <laughs> and I'm metal. And, and the underlying sign, I'll have to look, because we didn't go back that far. <laughs> we didn't go back that far. <laughs> um, and there's only one time I ever met a triple dragon, so that would be pretty amazing. Does any of this actually matter, or is it just a, sort of culturally interesting? I mean, do people pay attention to this in a serious way? Uh, you're a lion, you're a tiger, you're a rooster, yes. the sign of the rat, or is it just something that's a sort of curiosity? Yes. So um, to answer your question, I think the spirit of the new year, uh, as I mentioned just now, they stay the same. The peace, wisdom, uh, prosperity, and happiness. However, every year is different because we have different animals. Now it's representing that year. So that is something could be uh, for that year. That year they have a fortune telling things. Okay, this dragon could be more water, could be more what. So and the uh, ear of a tiger is tiger is more fierce, is more things happening maybe. So it's like a part of a, like a fortune telling. The second thing is very interesting in our Chinese Chinese culture. Uh, might not be now, but many many years years ago, maybe still exists in in, in some Asian culture. Is certain uh, zodiac they don't marry together. Like oh, okay, yeah, tiger yeah, yeah. don't marry with the pig. They might eat mm-hmm. the pig. So mm-hmm. they were thinking it's a conflict of your personality mm-hmm. because you're born in that year, you might have a certain characteristics born with that year. So that is sometimes we, we, we use that. I mean, especially in uh, um, traditional, traditional Chinese uh, part of some uh, area in China, they really look into this. So I it, see that. if my I... daughter is a pig, I'm uh, wondering whether she should marry a tiger. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's Emma Chen Banas. She is the honorary chair of the American Chinese United Association of Massachusetts. We're talking about the uh, the lunar year lunar New Year celebration that's going to happen this Saturday, February tenth, from four o'clock to eight thirty at the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. When we come back, I have a question for you, Michelle mm-hmm. Wu, which is hearkening uh, back to what you were talking about before. There's always a tension between assimilating into a new culture, and retaining your cultural roots. I'd like to discuss why it's important to you to retain your cultural roots when we come back. Listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. You're listening to Talk the Talk 
with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And we are back. I, I wanted to come back to you, Michelle Wu. Um, based on what you said earlier, and again, um, there's always this tension between um, new people coming to this country, assimilating, uh, and at the same time retaining that cultural sense. Um, so why is it important to you that you continue to recognize the Lunar New Year, and why is it important that you retain your cultural identity? Yep. So that's a very good question. Um, so I immigrated to America in 2006. Eight. Two, 2008. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. Okay. <laughs> Two, yeah. So um, I married to Clip. Yeah. So um, never thought like one day I would go to America. No, never thought that. My parents were, were always like, marry a local guy and have family. You know, that's wonderful. But, you know, I met Cliff, an American. And then once we have a ch ch uh, child, when I, once I was pregnant in, back in China, he's like, uh, I want my kids to uh, grow up in China. I want my family to, to see the child uh, growing up, you know. So we decided to move back to America. And uh, during so many years, I never thought about I'm going to change my nationality. I'm always, uh, I always hold my Chinese uh, nationality, um, Chinese passport. But then, um, so finally I decided, I think in 20, 2019, I finally decided I'm, I'm going to be an American uh, because I really want to vote, you know. So now I have the right, uh, right to vote. Um, and jury duty. And jury, now, <laughs> jury duty, yes. <laughs> but, but it's still important for you to retain your identity as a It's still Chinese. very, very, very important uh, for me to retain my cultural. And for uh, your children as well. For mm -hmm. my children also, because they go to um, PVCICS, which is a Chinese and... Uh, uh, immersion. Immersion, mm -hmm. Chinese immersion school. Yes, correct. Well, let me ask you, Cliff, <clears throat> um, Clifford Larson. You mm -hmm. are you teach Chinese? You said how did how did you end up in China and meeting Michelle Wu? Yeah, after uh, after college, uh, an opportunity came up to teach English in China, and I said, "Well, I can't speak Chinese." They said, "Oh, everyone can speak English over there." That wasn't exactly true, um, <laughs> but uh, I did I did pretty well my first year. Although I I learned you know just the please and thank you that was about it. But I I listened a lot. I was in central China at the time, and uh, I came back home. I had to work because um, I'm originally here from Springfield, and then I decided you know I really want to go back because life over there was just really interesting and um, and but I thought uh, I want to. I want to learn some Chinese maybe, um, but it always seemed way too daunting. I went to UMass Boston for two years, studied under um, both uh, an American and a Chinese uh, professors, and um, that was two years of a good foundation. I moved back to Shanghai where um, uh, Michelle was not my student, of course, um, but uh, I did get to meet her after a year or so, and uh, the rest is history, and it was just... So now I, I, I taught English in China. Now I teach Chinese here in America. It's kind of a your, full circle. Your, and are your children bilingual? Yeah, I mean, they're all three are at the uh, Chinese Immersion School, um, and uh, they always correct me on my tones and pronunciation. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, you know, I asked my granddaughter once, why don't you speak to me in Spanish? I'm fairly fluent in Spanish. And she said, because your accent's so terrible. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So let me ask you, uh, Emma Chen Banis, I, I, now you work for the United Nations. You're a UN representative, is that right? Yes. 
and you're a chief administrative officer there, right? Uh, yes, for the Changjir <coughs> Education Foundation, yes. And why is this important to you, this event, which is a fun event, it's celebratory. Why is it important enough for you to spend so much time planning the Lunar New Year celebration at the Hall of Fame this Saturday? I think it's the two main objectives. Uh, one is to really preserving culture heritage to share with our uh, fellow uh, uh, people in in, in in U.S. The second thing is to uh, share the diversity to really pre to show uh, to showing our culture to other communities. Um, I I truly believe that uh, because I work for United Nations, you see everything under this uh, uh, across all the countries. So you learn so much. I think one thing the peace means to me is when you understand how other things people do things they think and that you have better understanding and that maybe we have much better peace and harmony mm -hmm. so i think it's really to showing that diversity to others you're here mm -hmm. to that cliff larson mm -hmm. be honest okay you're going to be served a salad at home are you going to use a fork or are you going to use chopsticks? Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, when I do uh, snacks, um, I mean, you get all this stuff all over your fingers, right? Well, if you're good at chopsticks, you can just reach right into the bag and grab a chip. Ooh. It's good practice, too. Ooh. Yeah, um, but it's good It's good for your brain, good for your fingers, good for your dexterity. Uh, how about you guys? Are you guys good at uh, chopsticks? Yeah, I'm pretty good at chopsticks because I worked in the criminal courts in New York, which is right next to Chinatown, and I live, I live down there, and I was in college. I really learned to use chopsticks. I would like to know this. In terms of the celebration itself, who's invited? Where do you go? Are there tickets? Is there a cost? Tell us some of the practicalities of it. How long does it go on for? Uh, okay. Uh, so I think... Um, because uh, SUAMA is a nonprofit, so we um, the funding coming from fundraising through the uh, sponsorships, and we also have uh, partially sell through the ticket. Uh, our ticket is only twenty five dollars. Uh, in fact, if you go to Hall of Fame without anything else, it's twenty nine dollars. Mm -hmm. So we sell even less than what we <laughs> than what we than we providing food and performance and all the uh, things we can, because we want to use this opportunity for people to have opportunity to to. Sh to experience this uh, great culture. Mm -hmm. It's not only for Americans, but also for our uh, Chinese uh, uh, or other Asian community. Mm -hmm. um, so the second thing is uh, for our events there, uh, it's going to be three and a half hours, uh, no, three and a half hours performance long, just like a Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, yes, and we also have elected officers um, like uh, state representatives and uh, senators, mayors, and city councilors. I think there are 50 As, such elected yeah, officials that are going to be 50 present. 50 plus 60, uh, those uh, 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 from Western Mass, and even from some from Boston as well, come and uh, 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 participate, um, and also to sh uh, sh uh, show their support. Um, we also have some influential AAPI leaders, uh, and also our uh, SUA leaders from other states uh, uh, coming to uh, uh, Western Massachusetts. So the other objective is, I think, it's, it's great opportunities to show showcase our Western Massachusetts. People are not thinking Springfield and and and. Uh, even Springfield, we can put up such a great uh, uh, show and event. That I mean, I was someone told me that um, you, this is the best even in the whole New England. Someone told me that. So I think uh, we are looking forward to to uh, uh, continue to do our uh, hard work and to showcase this event. And this event, one more time, it's going to be February tenth, from four to eight thirty at the Naismith, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield. Um, it just sounds like a wonderful and important 
um, thing to do, and and uh, we should understand our Asian American neighbors, if for those of us who aren't Asian, and um, we should be celebrating a time-honored tradition, which, as Clifford Larson reminds us, is uh, the equivalent of having five different celebrations that's here right, in the United States. Right. Emma Chen Banas, you're the honorary chair of the American Chinese United Association of Massachusetts, Michelle Wu, and Clifford Larson, who teaches Chinese at Central High School. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for alerting us to this incredible event. It is this Saturday, Bill. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy Dragon Year. Happy New Year in Chinese. There you go. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.